Welcome to First in Maine, your avenue to living well. I'm Debs here with my amazing co-host Lauren to meet you in the busyness of your everyday life, to pass along some of the insights and wisdom we've gained over the years. Don't try to figure out life alone. We want to connect you to some of the incredible, well-rounded people in our world. They're life coaches, counselors, pastors, physicians, just amazing people who can help you along the way. Each episode, we'll be sharing personal stories, practical help, and timeless principles to help you live at your best. So lean in and let's tackle life together. Thanks for listening. Wow, this is our second episode of First in Maine. Last episode, we talked about what First in Maine is all about. We talked about our name, we talked about who we are, and why we wanted to do this podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it, but if you haven't heard it yet, we would love for you to go back and listen. Our podcast is all about not doing life alone. So today, Deb and I wanted to talk to you about what it feels like when you feel stuck. How do you get out of your head and on with your life? Lauren, I love this subject. (laughs) Who out there hasn't ever wondered, what do I do? And found themselves just spinning wheels, going back and forth in their head, trying to make a decision. I mean, it could be about what do you do about a job? What do you do with your finances? What am I going to do about my health situation? You could be in a strained relationship or like me, think, I just can't stop with this habit I have and I want to break (laughs) it. And you do kind of, you do trying to figure out like, how to do it. We could go on and on, but the reality is we've all found ourselves in that place. We've got this ping pong match going on up in our head and we are just absolutely (laughs) exhausted. So I think it's probably a good thing if we just all stopped and all agreed that being stuck sucks. (laughs) Yes, I'll agree on that. (laughs) (laughs) Hope we didn't offend anybody, but we're going to be real here. So I think this will be a great episode today. We actually interviewed someone pretty special to us who was recently in their head and they got unstuck. Can't wait to share that with you. And then we're also going to just give you some tools at the end and some very practical tips to get you on with your life today. So Lauren, I know we sat down, we brainstormed some of the reasons that we get stuck in our head and we came up with three straight away. Do you want to share the first one with everybody? Yeah, I would love to. Um, I think that when making decisions, we often get stuck because sometimes we just have too many options. Yeah. And it's it's overwhelming. Uh, how, how do you decide to make decisions when you have a lot of options? Or what about this? What do you do when you have mixed feelings about your choices? Mm. Like basically, they aren't terrible choices, but maybe they aren't the greatest. Or the one that I have the most trouble with is when you have two really amazing choices. (laughs) That's really hard to make a decision. Um, You want to make the right choice and then you start going back and forth in your head and then you start putting pressure on yourself. And then before you know it, it's like you feel all the emotions. Yeah. Pressure especially is one that can really get us stuck because let's just get real. 
none of us want to blow it. And when it comes to making a decision, you obviously have to decide something. If you decide wrong, there could be consequences to that. We don't want to fail. We oftentimes find ourselves in a position where if we do something, we might let somebody down. Or if we take this opportunity, that might close the door to another good opportunity. And we don't want to miss an opportunity. So when we begin feeling that pressure, a lot of times what's underneath it is fear. And fear is such a paralyzer. But like you said, emotions start, you know, coming into play and you know, pressure, fear, those are just some of them. But one thing is for certain, emotions, when they get in the mix of you trying to make a decision, they can definitely cloud your judgment. And you just can't think that clear. We're going to talk about how to acknowledge that and get beyond it in a bit. So this is definitely all the options and you know the emotions involved in it is one of the reasons we get stuck. But I think another one is oftentimes we just don't have a clear process for making decisions. And having a process, having a tool is one way that we can actually avoid some serious pitfalls. Yeah, absolutely. They can certainly help us collect our thoughts and definitely help us manage our emotions. I think feeling restless is and decision-making is just not fun. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> who wants to do that? Um, I think that when feeling restless about making a decision, we often make choices that we aren't truly ready for or even really wanting. There's good restlessness and there's not so good restlessness. Are you feeling uneasy because you're just bored or impatient or unhappy with your current situation? Or do you feel uneasy because you just really want to do more and make a bigger impact? That is so good, Lauren, because restlessness oftentimes, you know, the bad kind can definitely make us do something impulsively. Now, one thing I heard Dr. Chan say, and I, it just stuck with me, he said, you've got to learn how to allow tension to get your attention. So restlessness is okay. Um, tension in our lives is okay. Let it get our attention because when we do, we something great can actually await us because it brings us to a place where we can grow in awareness. And anytime we become more aware, that is actually the very first step of making change. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. I think one of the other reasons that we get stuck, probably one of the biggest reasons is we just simply try to figure out <laughs> figure out the decision on our own. I mean, why do you think it's so hard for us just to ask for help? <laughs> why is it so hard to ask for help? <laughs> I think it's because it's just vulnerable. And sometimes we are afraid of what others think. We want to make the right decision and we want to feel like we're on the right path. And for whatever reason, we want everyone to also agree with us. <laughs> and obviously that's very unrealistic. It is. So we just want to tell you all today that there is hope. There is a way out. I just want everybody to take a minute and I want you to imagine yourself. You have a decision before you. You are able to figure out what to do real quick. You come away, you're energized, you are clear-headed, you're confident, you're directed, and more than anything, you have peace. Oh, Listen, we can get there. You can get unstuck. And I want you to know one thing. God works in our lives differently, but He always works. And He specializes in breakthrough. 
Yes. You know what? I think this is actually a great place for us to share the interview we did. It's an encouraging story and it has an amazing breakthrough similar to what you're just talking about. And um, I think it would just be a great example to share it right now. Do you want to go ahead and give us a little bit of the backstory? Yeah, I'd love to. So the week we sat down to plan our first episode, Becca, my beautiful daughter in love, came over to help us. And we were talking about not figuring things out on your own and the value of mentoring and all that. And so she just opened up about what was going on in her head. And she was quite stuck. There was a lot of stuff brewing in her heart and she just didn't know what to do. So we ended up walking her through some of what we're gonna be sharing with everybody today and something incredible happened afterwards. So we brought her back in and interviewed her about what God did. So let's share it. It's amazing. Hey, Becca. Hey, girl. Thank you for being here today and sharing your story with us. I'm so excited to let everybody know what has happened over the last couple of weeks. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, so today we're talking about, you know, you don't have to figure it out alone and um, trying to get unstuck. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you were feeling a little stuck. Is that correct? Oh, was I? I was like in a rut. <laughs> yeah. So what was going on? So when I came to meet with you guys that day, I was really torn, I guess you would say, between what I'm supposed to do in life uh, passion-wise and purpose-wise. We had just moved to Atlanta, and Aaron's job, my husband, was not as ideal as we were thinking. So financially, I felt the need to go back to work. And I've been in the healthcare field for, you know, four years. So it's not like I don't enjoy it. But I also have this call for ministry on my life that was prophetically confirmed to me earlier that year as well, which put a lot of pressure, if you want to say, on my heart of what does God want me to do with my life? (laughs) Yeah. So you were facing like two different choices. You know, you're moving to Atlanta, um, you're looking for a job, and you could go in either direction. And basically, that's what you were thinking. Like, I need to either choose a path. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. It really felt like one or the other when I met with y'all the other day. Yeah. So why did it feel like one or the other? I think mainly because I didn't think that I would have enough time to pursue both. I didn't see in my head an option to be able to be the good wife and the good, you know, medical assistant, esthetician in Durham and the good, like, women's leader or pastor or whatever it is that God's got for me in ministry. And I just felt really torn. Like, there wasn't an option to do both because time and life and trying to be everything at once, really— Yeah, I can definitely understand that. And that is definitely a tough decision to try to make on your own because, you know, like you were saying, you really love doing both areas. Like you're excited about both areas. It wasn't like one area you were just like, no, I definitely don't want to do that. You you really enjoy both lanes. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. I really do enjoy both. They bring some kind of fulfillment to me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you are going to be amazing in either one of those lanes. Like I could definitely see how you can go into like dermatology and be in more of the skincare lane. And I can definitely see you in ministry. You have such a beautiful heart and you have so much to give to others. And so I definitely see where this area was where you just felt very stuck. 
I can definitely appreciate that. And I know that there's a lot of other people that feel that same way, maybe not the same circumstances, but they just feel very stuck as well. You know, um, the other thing I think you probably speak to a little bit as well is you had actually started moving in the direction of applying for some jobs and you got really excited because you heard back quickly from one and that job, the location of it, just the people that you had talked to, it seemed like that was going to be a really good fit for you. You actually went in, had an interview, interview went really, really well, and then they were supposed to call you back, and then they didn't. And so what 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 started happening then? So then I really, I'm not really much of like a sign person, but that kind of felt like my sign. Like, okay, God, like, are you closing this door completely? And I'm just supposed to go full throttle, jump the gun, go straight into ministry, even though I have no clear picture on what that looks like, or do I wait it out, and how do you actively wait, and just all of these different options in my head and still trying to, you know, listen to God at the same time and push all my feelings and thoughts out of my brain at the same time. It was like a whirlwind. Yeah, absolutely. So we invited you over because we really wanted your help in this podcast. And you came over to help us with podcasting and this whole conversation like comes out and we start talking about what's going on in your life. And we're like really into it and we're like trying to help you get through it. And, you know, we're asking you all these questions and we're trying to figure out like where you are and um, how you feel about it. So, how did you feel like while we were talking with you, how were you feeling in that conversation? Yeah. So it's funny. I came there to help y'all and y'all ended up helping me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I was feeling really encouraged. I think I finally was getting some clarity at what was emotion and what was reality. What realistic options did I have and how to you know, look at those from a different standpoint. How do I actually put those into action and get out of my own head and feelings of these emotions that I've been tossing around? So it gave me a lot of clarity talking it out with you guys and just getting wisdom as well from an outsider looking in where it doesn't affect you guys like it does me, which gives y'all even more of leverage to talk to me about it. So we were hanging out on a Tuesday. We wanted your help um, because you're going to be a huge asset in this moving forward. And so excited, by the way. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. And so as as we're like talking through this um, and working through it, um, the conversation, you know, felt like you know it ended. It felt like you know we had some practical things that you could do to kind of like help you move forward. So what happened the very next morning? So the next morning I woke up and I really dove into God's word because I knew that if I could find any answers, it was going to be there. And God ended up confirming with me through a whole chapter in the Bible just about not letting my brain be tossed back and forth. Of course, that's not exactly what it said, but that's exactly what it meant. And that spoke to my heart. And literally three hours later, maybe, I had the new hiring manager at this office give me a call back. She had been out sick and she wanted to get me in as soon as possible to fill that spot. And I had also gotten, you know, clarity in the conversation with you guys that 
I'd like to work four time, like four days a week. Me and Aaron discussed it. You know, financially we could do that. And I brought that up as an offer to the hiring manager over the phone before I went in for the interview. And she said, you know, that that was something that they could probably work with. And to top that off, when I went in, she told me, well, it was actually probably two days into my first couple days at the office. And I was going to be off Tuesdays because that's the girl I was replacing. She was off Tuesdays. And as you said, we do podcasts on Tuesdays. So it was just really cool to see God bring that full circle and be like, hey, I got this, you know, don't stress so much. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just, I love your story. I just love how God really worked through all of that for you. Yeah. Um, you know, I know that Debs and I sat down and we worked with you and we helped you through it. And I wish that we could like take credit for all that, but we really can't. <laughs> we really have to give all the glory to God in that because he yeah. really just opened up doors for you. And I really want to say that I think it was great that you, you know, found him in, in the middle of this, you know, yeah. um, how did it make you feel? Like once you got that phone call and, um, you know, you're feeling stuck and then you get the phone call that you want, tell us now how you, how you feel. I feel awesome. I definitely feel like this is a place that God opened up for me. I've never, you know, felt so good in a work environment. I don't dread going to work every day. And that's just the main thing you can ask Debbie that I wanted. I said, I just don't want to drive going to work every day. And I didn't know what that looked like until now. In five years of healthcare, I haven't had what I have right now until now. So waiting yeah. for God was so worth it, you know, and not jumping into something that I didn't need to do or jumping the gun. I mean, it was exhausting and it was stressful and it was lonely at times and really emotional. But waiting for God to show up and show out proved to be exactly what we're supposed to do. <laughs> you know, Becca, I just want to say I am super proud of you. Um, one of the things that I love about you is that you are honest, you're open. And a lot of times I think we stay stuck in certain areas of our life because we're afraid of opening up. We're afraid mm -hmm. of what somebody's going to think. And, you know, as yeah. your, you know, mom in love, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that's probably even harder to do that in front of me, but you're just real. And I know that that is what's going to help other people. That's going to be the thing that's going to help you as you actually are able to reach others. Yeah. Because being open, being vulnerable, being willing to talk about things that are going on, and then being willing to share that with others makes such a difference. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that things you know, aren't what they expected. Yeah. And they're not on the other side of like the, you know, the emotions that they're feeling. And mm -hmm. many people are, you know, they're stuck in their head right now. They're considering, you know, this one thing on this hand and something else on the other hand. And so now that you're on the other side of it, what would you say to somebody out there today? Definitely my main words, if you can write anything on a sticky note and put it anywhere you can see it all day long, it would be don't stay stuck. And what that can mean to you is just not to give up on God because He hasn't given up on you. Even if you feel stuck, even if you feel like you don't hear anything, girl, I have been there, or boy, I guess I have been there, <laughs> um, where you literally feel like you're not getting any word at all. It's not because not like that God's not moving. 
So just to really remind yourself, don't stay where you are. Keep pushing forward. Keep pushing in the Word. I don't care if you have to read 400 verses before you hear something from God. He will show up and He will show out. And the longer you wait, the more it becomes worth it, honestly. So if you're in a challenge where you've had to wait a long time, just know that the other side of it looks really good. Oh, I love that. Yes, definitely. That's what this is all about. And I just love that we could, you know, do all this together. You know, we could all do life together and help each other along the way. Becca, I am so grateful that I got to meet you through Debbie as well. I am really excited about journeying with you some more, doing this podcast stuff together with you a little bit more. I'm so grateful that in our very first podcast, you know, we're talking about being, you know, getting unstuck. We're talking about like not figuring out life by ourselves, and like this amazing which at the time didn't feel very amazing to you, but this amazing story happens to you. (laughs) And it's like a light and as to what's happening in our podcast, you know? So thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for being here today. So how amazing is Jesus? He's just, he's so good to us. Definitely. And he's always right on time. Wow. That was such a great story. So like we did for Becca, let's talk about some specific things that we can do now to get out of our head and on with our life. When making important decisions, Debs, you created an excellent acronym, and I really would love for you to share it with us. Oh, thank you. I'm excited about it. So I've always been told, keep it simple, sweetie, because, you know, I have words. Y'all will learn that. (laughs) So here it is. It's simple. It's ask. A-S-K. Those letters stand for acknowledge, start, and know. We want to acknowledge our situation and God. We want to start being intentional, and we want to know. We want to know God's in control. Becca actually walked through this process and we're going to unpack it in just a little bit, you know, more. But, you know, it's simple, but it is super helpful. Yeah. And I, I really love this acronym because one of the main things in making decisions is asking questions. Yeah. For anyone that is a person of faith, this is also helpful because you need to know the questions to ask God when you're praying. If we are wanting God to answer our prayer, then we need to start first with knowing what our prayer even is. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Even though he does take our ramblings, um, he's amazing that way. We definitely are more effective when we actually know what to bring before him. I heard somebody say, I can't remember who it was, but great solutions come from asking great questions. And as we unpack what Ask is actually all about, it really is designed to help us ask better questions because then we'll get better solutions. So that ultimately leads us to making wiser decisions. So let's just get started. Let's begin with A. So A is acknowledge. Acknowledge our situation and God. So this is the place where we just get real. We just look at what's going on in us, we tune into how we're feeling. We kind of really get a hold of what we're thinking and we get it out of our head and onto some paper. This is where you want to put like, what are all your options? Write them down and then actually 
draw out from that place and link like, well, how do I feel about that option? Put your emotions down. Now, Lauren, I know you've got some very specific questions, a few that you want to share where we'll definitely give, you know, put all of this online afterward. But what are some specific questions people can actually do to get the ball rolling? Yeah, I think that we can ask ourselves a few things. First, what are we feeling? And what do we want? Also, what is most important in this situation? And lastly, what is my gut telling me? Oh, I love that one. Because, <laughs> you know, your gut is not in your head. <laughs> yes. And so one of the ways of getting out of your head is like, really, what's in your heart and what's in your gut, acknowledging that. So after we acknowledge where we are, one of the next main things that we need to do is acknowledge God in our situation. Now, please, if you're listening, don't check out there. I'm not trying to speak Christianese or anything. This is first in Maine. It is basic, but it's foundational. Proverbs 3, verse 5 in the message says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure everything out out on your own. In another translation, it says, with all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. When we acknowledge God in whatever it is that we're facing, he loves it. He not only loves us involving him, he loves to help us because he just loves us. (laughs) Yes, he wants to help us and he wants us to tell him everything and he wants to give us answers. I love this verse. It's from the Passion Translation. It's Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. Mm. In order for God to give us answers, He wants us to talk to Him about what's going on in our life, plain and simple. So for me, when I get to quiet myself and I get to gather my thoughts and talk to Him about my situation, that's when I really experience such a true sense of relief. And it's like all the pressure that I have built up and created over myself about the situation (laughs) just starts to slowly fade away. It does. You know, when we talk to God, one of the amazing things uh, that happens is we can actually get unstuck in our head and in our heart long before anything in our circumstances change. And that's a beautiful thing. So that's really a snapshot of what it looks like to begin to acknowledge your situation, what's going on in your head and your heart, and then bring God into it. And that's where it all begins. So the next letter in ASK is S, and it stands for start. We've done all that. Now it's time to move on, right? Um, Let's get intentional. Let's start getting intentional. I agree. Being intentional is very important. In fact, there is this book by John Maxwell called Intentional Living. Have you read it? I have. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. So it's this whole book about literally living intentionally. (laughs) He has some great points and he even talks about the difference between living intentionally and living unintentionally. And I really recommend picking up this book or reading it if you haven't. Um, Debs, what are, in your opinion, some things that people can start doing to be more intentional? Great question. 
I think that we need to definitely understand that acknowledging God is one thing, being intentional about asking Him for wisdom is something separate. So that's definitely a starting point, a place that we can be intentional. James chapter 1, verse 5 says, If any man lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or a circumstance, he is to ask our benevolent God, who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame, and it will be given to him. Just love that scripture. The bottom line is, we can, we can start moving by being intentional with just seeking God's wisdom, asking Him to show us what to do. And this is for anyone, anyone. A lot of times I think we're hindered in this because we think we don't have it all together or maybe we're not living right or, you know, we just come up with all these excuses. But God will take us right where we are. And it says clearly here, He'll show us, He'll He'll give us His wisdom and He'll give it actually liberally. So one of the ways that He does that is obviously we pray and ask for it, but then we get intentional about searching for it. Well, how do you search for it? One of the best places to start is, through what he's already said. You get the Bible, begin reading it. Look up particular passages that may apply to your situation. Proverbs is a great place. It talks just about every kind of situation you could face. There's some principle in there for um, making a great decision and you know that specific area of life. The Bible talks about relationships and family and purpose and calling and careers and you know all sorts of things. So start there. And as you do, approach the Word of God with an expectation that He's going to speak to you. Have a pen in hand and get ready. And as you read, you're going to hear Him speak to you. You're going to get a sense that He's directing you. Jot those things down because you'll want to come back to Him. The second thing is as you are getting intentional about seeking wisdom, another way that He does it is not just the Word. It is through other people. So think about who could you start to ask advice from? Oftentimes, he'll show you somebody in your mind. You might have a name pop in your head, or you might get a picture of that person in your mind. But even if not, there are some key things that you can look for in a person that you would get advice from. Do they have experience? Do they have his heart? Are they objective? So we talked last time it's important who you get advice from. There are people in our world that love us and it's just hard for them to be objective. So when you stop and you think about who might have experience with what I'm dealing with, do they have God's heart? Can they be objective? That's probably a good place to um, begin. Reach out to them and ask if they'll sit down with you and talk to them about what's going on. I love that. I think the key here is to really just start doing something, you <laughs> yes. know? I mean, we've remember, we've already asked God into the process, so we can anticipate Him guiding us through all of this. Yeah. We mentioned one reason we stay stuck is that we don't have a decision-making process. Yeah. So I think right now, when we're trying to like get moving and trying to start with something, we can also try to find a tool that might be available to us online to help us make decisions. Um, they're very helpful. And I know that we have some and we definitely want to share them with you guys. So we plan on putting um, one of them on social media for you to take a look at. 
Yeah, and a lot of, I mean, I did not even know that such things existed for years. And if we're honest with ourselves, I mean, I mean, ask yourself this question now. Has anybody... Who whoever who taught you how to make decisions? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely you know, didn't. They teach have... us a lot of things in school, but has anyone ever like set you down and like really helped you know that there are uh, ways and processes for making great decisions? So grab a tool out there; they can be really helpful. And um, maybe you're just hearing about that even existing for the first time today. So um, check it out; I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Well, I think that probably leads us to our last letter um, in ask, and that's K. And it just means um, no. K means no. Know that God is in control. I just, I just want everybody to just like breathe in and let that breath out. I mean, this is really important when we're trying to make a decision. We, we just need to know that God is in control. We talked about the pressure, the fear, and all of that. Um, even if you step out, even if you determine what you're going to do and, and you step in, you somehow find your place, find yourself in a place and you think maybe you missed it. Can I just tell you, God is in control and He can take anything you do and He can work it together for your good. That's just who He is. So I think what we're trying to say here is just take a breath, <laughs> lighten <laughs> up. You know, he's got you. And if you find yourself in a place where you really didn't want to be, he can redirect you. He could get you back on the straight and narrow. I feel so much better already. <laughs> it's true. Just taking a deep breath sometimes and just remembering he is in control. All is good. So there we have it. Ask, acknowledge your situation, start being intentional, and know God is in control. Debs, this is a fantastic acronym, and I am so glad you shared it with us. Oh, I'm glad I had the opportunity. I really do hope it helps. You know, as we wrap up, I think it's probably really important to mention two things real quick. And that is just two ways that the Holy Spirit leads us, especially for anybody out there that isn't sure how He does that. The key is to know that when the Holy Spirit is leading you in your decision, He's leading you. He's not pushing you. So when you are making your decision, if you start feeling pushed or pressured or manipulated, any of that stuff, that is not from God. Listen again to what your gut is telling you because a lot of times He leads you from that place. It's in your heart, not in your head. So peace is a big deal. If you don't feel it, that's a clue you're moving in the wrong direction. So just stop. Ask yourself, now that I've kind of worked through all this stuff, do I feel peace? And I can tell you, even if what you've decided to do is a hard thing, you will have a peace about it if it is the direction that the Holy Spirit is wanting you to go. That's really good. Uh, one of my mentors, actually, Kim Miller, taught me about a verse from 1 Corinthians. And every time I think about this verse, I really think about her because it was so helpful to me. Uh, it comes from chapter 14 and says, God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Mm, yeah. And I just really like to refer to this verse if I'm ever feeling unsettled. So good. Always go back to that. And then lastly, the Holy Spirit will ask you to take a step of faith, 
not a leap. Proverbs 16 says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines or establishes our steps. So, so true. This is so key, everybody. I've talked to people who have kind of gone through a process, they are you know, stuck and they're trying to figure out what to do and they come to the place where they get this sense, okay, they know the answer. Let's say they definitely need to change the job that they're in. So instead of taking a step, they take a leap. They just quit their job. And I'm just like, what? Oh man. That's not what the Holy Spirit does. He he will he will encourage you to take a step. So what that practically could look like in, in that scenario is you might want to apply for a new job <laughs> before you quit your old one, unless he specifically told you to do that. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of times people take leaps before they take steps. And I think that's just, that's always helped me and I hope it helps you. Well, guys, thank you for listening today. As we are growing our online community, we are building our social media. You can find us on both Instagram and Facebook as First and Main. Just type in First and Main Life, one word, and our pages will pop up. Be sure to check out all the resources we talked about today. Lastly, we want to take a minute to honor the people around us this month. February 13th is my personal favorite, Valentine's Day. It is a special day to celebrate friendships. And don't forget to celebrate your special someone this month on Valentine's Day. That's February 14th. Also, February is Black History Month. And what better time than now to celebrate the incredible achievements of African Americans. I love February. Debs, what do we have planned for our next episode? We're bringing something new next episode. It's called The Roundabout. Join us along with a circle of our friends as we go around about how to figure out the things in our life we need to snip, stop, or just stick with. We can't wait to meet with you again at First in Maine, your avenue to living well.